You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our sermon text for the eighth Sunday after Trinity comes from our gospel reading for today. Think to yourself for a second how it is that you ended up in church. As a Christian, as a follower of Christ, as Lutherans, we believe, teach, and confess that it's only through God's word and sacrament that one is able to come to faith in Christ as their Lord and Savior. What this means is at some point in your life, someone proclaimed God's word to you or brought you to the baptismal font to be baptized. God instituted the office of holy ministry exactly for this purpose, to administer his gifts of word and sacrament. In this office, prophets are able to proclaim salvation through Christ to their fellow man. However, it's important to understand all prophets still live in the world and in their sinful flesh. It is for these reasons that they can easily be tempted to pervert these gifts from God for their own benefit. This brings us to our reading for today, in which Jesus, which comes at the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. On this mountain, Jesus correctly delivers to the crowd the doctrine that will go out to the world, the same doctrine his disciples will use to bring people to saving faith. However, before Jesus comes down from the mountain, he gives the people a warning. Beware. The word beware is an imperative, a command. It's not a gospel statement, but one of law. It means to be in a continuous state of readiness to learn of any future danger. Throughout the Gospels, this command is used on multiple occasions, primarily as a warning against both false teachers and false doctrine. Jesus and the disciples knew that men like this would arise among us. And it is for this reason that we as Christians should beware of false prophets, for they don't preach Christ crucified for sinners. So, how do we determine if one is a false prophet or not? It's important to know you can't recognize one by his appearance. Jesus explains this to his pro- that prophets will come to you in sheep's clothing. This means they are not outsiders of the church, which are easily to spot due to their blatant pagan worship, but come from inside the church. These prophets take on the appearance of a Christian by bearing the name of Christ and boasting of it. The Pharisees and Sadducees are prime examples of this. These people appear to do everything correctly. They were extremely pious in how they prayed, worshipped, and in their strict observance of the law. To the common man, these people did everything right, and because of that, they looked up to them. It seems silly to think that people considered the Pharisees and Sadducees righteous, especially when we see how often Jesus tells us to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. However, it's not silly. These men were the holy ones who kept the law, who talked about Moses and the prophets. In the end, 
how well are we able to spot the false prophets that are everywhere around us? They appear to be sheep because they fill stadiums with their eloquent holy speeches. They sell millions of books because they proclaim to have all the answers to the Bible. Or they also wear ornate priestly garments. It's hard not to stop and think to yourself, wow, maybe they are doing something right. However, if you take a closer look at these sheep, you'll realize that they are actually ravenous wolves dressed in sheep's clothing. They are, in fact, false prophets. Jesus says, You will recognize them by their fruits. Every healthy tree bears good fruit, and a diseased tree bears bad fruit. What this means is that a false prophet will produce false doctrine. You must pay close attention to everything that they say, not what they do. That pastor that fills the stadium with his eloquent holy speech is Joel Olstein, who bears the bad fruit of preaching your best life now. The man who sells millions of books is Rick Warren, who bears the bad fruit of writing books that tell you to find God's purpose for your life. The man who wears ornate priestly garments is the Pope, who bears the bad fruit of declaring that he is Christ's vicar on earth. Now, these are extreme examples of false prophets. However, not all prophets will be easy to spot. While a false prophet ultimately produces false doctrine, it doesn't mean that they can't say something true occasionally. The worst prophets are the one who mix both truth and falsehood. It is for this reason Jesus calls you to be vigilant, even when you sit in front of the pulpit at Hope Lutheran Church. Ultimately, false prophets are extremely dangerous in two ways. The first is that they themselves have been led astray. The devil and the desires of their sinful flesh have hardened their conscience to the point where they truly believe that they are prophesying casting out demons, and doing mighty works, all in the name of Jesus. That they believe, teach, and confess is true. However, all their work is in vain. They are, in all actuality, looking to themselves and relying on their good works for salvation. For this, Jesus declares, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Because these false prophets rely on themselves, they inevitably have brought about their own condemnation. The second danger is that these false prophets are now leading others astray. Paul, in his letter to Timothy, says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itchy ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Man, in his sinful flesh, naturally rejects the true word of God and seeks to satisfy the passions of his own heart, to be happy, to have a good life, to get what he deserves for being a good person. Ultimately, he finds answers to these passions in the preaching of the false prophets. It's why people like Joel Olstein and Rick Warren are able to pack 
stadiums, and sell millions of books. They know what people desire, and they preach exactly that. Ultimately, these people think they are hearing the word of God, but in all actuality, what they are hearing are men speaking like demons. A demon that is using any device possible to lead people astray with the ultimate goal of destroying faith and soul. For those who have been forsaken God's word and trusted in these false prophets, they will be joined together on the last day to hear Jesus say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. However, you must not be too quick to say, Thankfully, I'm not like those guys. For in many ways, we are. My brothers and sisters in Christ, repent. Repent for the times you thought you were perfect and incapable of erring. That you are too strong in the faith to be deceived like those other people. You must remember that while you are still in the flesh, it is easy to fall prey to the temptations of the devil, who is constantly working to lead you astray from God's word. Up to this point in our text, Jesus has commanded us to beware of false prophets and has told us the fate of those who have been led astray. With this being all law, will Jesus ever give us the comfort of the gospel by telling us what to look for in a true prophet? What will they preach to Christians who have been led astray by false prophets and are in need of hope? There is one verse. And that's verse 21. Jesus says that the one who does the will of the Father will enter the kingdom of heaven. What is the will of the Father? The will of the Father isn't a secret, one that you need to go reading books like Your Best Life Now in order to find the answers. For there, they will only lead you astray. You only have to read God's Word, the Bible, to find it. The will of the Father is simple, to keep the Ten Commandments perfectly. Now, you're probably thinking, keep the commandments perfect? That's not comfort. You can't do that. That is exactly the point. You can't. No matter how hard you try, your sinful flesh won't allow it. What you need now is the answer to how to keep God's law perfect in order not to be driven to despair. You have two options. The first is look within yourself. The other is outside of yourself. The first, to look within yourself, is to go the way of the false prophets. So you don't want to do that. We must look to the other option, outside of ourselves. Thankfully, God knew from the beginning that you couldn't keep his commandments and set in place a plan to redeem you from all your sins. This plan was to send his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to take on human flesh and blood and to live the perfect life. That through his suffering and death on the cross, he now gives you his righteousness. You have been declared holy and perfect through the blood of Christ. Having you as a redeemed child of God is also the will of the Father. My brothers and sisters in Christ, 
a true prophet will declare to you the will of the Father, that God demands perfection to his commandments, but since we fail to do this, God in his mercy sent his Son, the true prophet, into the world to die on the cross for you and your sins, so that you may be declared righteous in his sight. This is the true message of Scripture. This is the message that you should expect to hear from anyone that steps into this pulpit or declares to be a prophet of God. Ultimately, while we should beware of false prophets, we should never fear them, for they have been defeated through the death of Christ on the cross. And as one who has been redeemed by God, he has given you true knowledge through his word, so that you may test every spirit that comes into this world. And as God used true prophets to bring you into the faith through his word and sacrament, he will use true prophets to keep you in the faith through his word. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.